You are listening to the Bulls Cast with Chris Stonage and Ben Goddard, your independent Hereford FC podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bulls Cast, your independent Hereford FC podcast, brought to you by the Hereford Times. My name is Chris Stonage and I'm joined, as always, by Ben Goddard. How are you, mate? Good morning. Yeah, right in the middle of deadline. So, um, an interesting morning, to say the least. But yeah, we're, we'll get there. We'll muddle through today. I think it's one of their muddling days. <laughs> right in the middle of uh, typing page leads. And um, yeah, so mixed in the middle, isn't it? Between uni yeah. studies, page leads, newspaper deadlines. It's all go. All the go. things and we I'm do. There. The things we do for Bullscast, mate. The things <laughs> we do. And um, I'm in the Hereford Times office today. I think it's the first time I've um, actually recorded from the Hereford Times office. Usually it's my uh, upstairs room, but yeah. So yeah, I'm in the office, spanking office in uh, Rotherwurst. Excellent. And everything's brand new. And uh, well, we're not brand new because we've been here like a year, but no one's hardly been in for the past year. So it's uh, it still all feels very new and feels like we haven't been here long, but we actually have been here quite a while, but yeah. Not in. We have been here, but we haven't been here. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and there's been it's been a positive week for Hereford FC, really. Um, going in, firstly, uh, winning. Uh, you had a nice trip to Surrey on the weekend. Um, how was that? A nice two 0 win against Merston. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not bad. Um, yeah. The, um, wet. Wet. Sorry. We got there. The pitch was pristine. Lovely people at Merston. We were told it's. Um, um, we were told it to pronounce it Ollie Mers with a fat tummy. So Mers Tum was that's how we were t- told to pronounce um Mers Tum. Despite me and um Keith kept getting told off by the locals for mis mispronouncing it on the radio. But never mind. We do but try. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, it seemed like both of the goals were, were excellent. Harry Pinchard was involved in both, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Harry Pinchard um cut in from the right. Um, yeah, rode a couple of challenges, looked to shoot himself and then found, found Owen Evans in space. So Owen and a brilliant turn by Owen Evans who swept home the opener. And then it was a it was a bit of a frustrating afternoon for Hereford, really. They just couldn't quite find that that final ball that they've been suffering all season, really. And um and Josh Gowland was saying afterwards um that he was shouting at Pinchard not to shoot, and Pinchard shot and it ended up in the top corner. <laughs> Uh, top corner of the net and that that secured the tie really and then towards the end the pitch was in a terrible state I mean the the middle of the park I was saying to Keith on um, on radio just keep it down there keep it down the flanks because the flanks were still playable but the middle of the pitch was just become a an absolute right it was just completely waterlogged I mean ducks would have had fun in that water it was it was it was quite bad, and, um, and there's still 15 minutes to 10 15 minutes to play at this point. And the referee said if Merstam had made a bigger fuss of it, um, that he'd have called the game off, um, and we'd have had to go down there on a Tuesday night. But luckily, the hosts were very kind to Hereford, didn't make a big a big thing of this swimming pool in the middle of their pitch, and uh, and and saw out the game. I mean. I think they they were happy with the um with the day out really. I mean, their average gates were probably one. I think we were told about one fifty, and they had three hundred odd there. So, and the BBC cameras were doing some sort of um a test, like um they had the full FA Cup work. So they had like four or five cameras. They had the 
the studio and everything, everything set up as if uh, Gary Lineker was going to be there presenting, but obviously they didn't have anyone presented. So they they were testing. I think um, we were told that they usually run on about six vans outside the ground and they were they were practicing on using one van instead. Uh, so they wanted to use somewhere where there probably wasn't much signal, no, no power. I mean, the basic is the basic you can get is it was Merstham. The lovely people invited into the boardroom for a cup of tea before. They sorted as power. God knows how they sorted as power, but they sorted as power. So lovely people. Um, and you find quite often find at these these small clubs that they're just really happy to have that press coverage and to have to have her for visit for the day. And um, yeah, it was it was their cup final. Um, they didn't really pose too much of a threat for a shaky Hereford. What what could have been an absolute nightmare of a day? BBC cameras, seven, eight out injured. Um, only two two known first teamers on the bench um, for, of the first team squad. The rest were under eighteen, and their physio was named on the bench as well. So it, it, it had the makings of a big FA Cup upset on Saturday. And Hereford put in a really professional performance, banded together as a squad to make sure that it was not how it could have quite easily ended up being an absolute nightmare of a day in horrible rain, horrible conditions. They just stood stood firm, stood as a squad and saw it out. And fair play to them because there's a lot of National North teams that didn't see it out on Saturday. The likes of Gloucester getting beat. And um, I think I saw Chester got beat hammered in a replay last night. So... Yeah, um, fair play to them. They, they they really did stand tall and and um, stood for the club really and put in a, a performance that's was more than worthy of the next round. And it's earned them, uh, Ben, a draw one round away from the first round proper, which is I believe the first time since Hereford have been reformed. If that, if I'm not mistaken, no. <laughs> do they not got? Do they get to the first round proper before? Yeah, they played Fleetwood. Oh, yeah. yes, I remember that. I, I complete, I have to waffle it. I remember that. Oh, yeah. So it'll be the first time, um, if they do win, uh, to get into the first round properties playing Fleetwood. Um, but they have a stern test in Solihull Moors, who currently sits seventh in the Vanarama Premier. Um, what's your thoughts on the draw, mate? Um, it could be quite tough. Yeah, no, not a fan of the draw. I mean, a lot of, a lot of fans are looking forward to watching Solihull Moors come to Edgar Street. Uh, so am I for a game perspective. It, it probably will be a better game than watching Hereford play a, a step three or four non-league side. But to be honest, I would have much preferred to have a step three, step four non-league side, have that, I think it's £9,000 for winning the game. And also it's Hereford in the first round of the FA Cup. The next round is Hereford in the first round of the FA Cup, um, potentially playing a Warsaw or someone like that. Um, I think the prize for that would have been much greater than having Solly on Moors at Edgar Street. I don't. It's a very tough ask to get through. And I think uh, uh, there were a lot kind of draws in the hat. I mean, it's the look of the draw. We, we can't, it is what it is. I mean, um, Josh Garland just prepare for Solly on Moors next Saturday. But I, I, I just feel it was kind of an opportunity missed. Um, unfortunately, because of the luck of the draw to get to the first round. I'm not saying they won't get to the first round, but it's going to be a very hard way to get there. I mean, if Hereford get to the first round from this position, then they have more than deserved it. I mean, two really tough away ties 
um, long journey for the first game at Lymington um, with massive traffic jams all over the place and uh, hours and hours on the coach and players turning up just on time to get ready and then having to draw and play at Edgar Street and then going to Merstown with torrential rain. Couldn't have been any worse conditions for, for a football match um, and to come away with a 2-0 win. So to get then to go and beat Solihull, if, if they do, to get through to the first round, be a fantastic story uh, just to get to the first round. Um, so, yeah, ho- hopefully they can beat Solihull Moors and progress, but it's going to be a very tough ask for them next Saturday. Definitely. Um, but before that, it's back to routine Vanarama North. Uh, last week, we had uh, one of our first, well, our first win as a podcast um, with them, with the, the victory at York. We got Darlington at home uh, this weekend. Darlington away, sorry, this weekend. Um, what are your thoughts, mate? Uh, and, and will it be a tough game once again? Darlington's always a tough place to go. Don't make it's never an easy three points to Darlington. That typical national north side fans get in their faces. Teams quite rough, quite stern. I mean, they're north northeast lads. They'll stand firm and and they, they we will not be an easy game. No, definitely not. I mean, uh, I think both times we've been to I've been to Darlington. They've drawn last season was COVID affected, so we didn't play that last season. So the two seasons before that, I think they were draws. Uh, they were either draw, a draw and a defeat, or two draws. But anyway, so from you can from you can tell from my my impression um, from them two games that it's not going to be easy. Um, Hereford need to try and get as many of the first team selections back for Saturday. Um, McNally is cup tied, so he won't play against his parent team, Solihull. Moore's the following week, but he will hopefully be back in on Saturday. Um, Luke Haynes might be back um, if he can train. Uh, I think 10-day protocol, we'll probably see him train maybe on Thursday. So depending what shape he's in, he might be back. But I, I would think they'll probably go with McNally and Ando as the back in the back two. And maybe uh, Haynes will sit in front of them or Pollock, depending on how Haynes is after his um, concussion injury. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a hard week for Josh Gallen with injuries, but hopefully we can see the likes of maybe Miles Story come back as well. Christian Pierce is still out, Vincent's out, Forsyth is out, and Jan Kuklowski is out. It's um it's not ideal going into you know a tough period of matches. Yeah, no, not ideal. Um, no Tuesday nights though. That's good. So thankfully there was no replay against Merstham, which gives them a whole week to prepare, get the squad back fit. And get everyone ready for the the two weeks that's gonna that come the Darlington game and the Solihull game, two two big weeks for Hereford. Um, so yeah, and also going through means Blythe now have the obviously the Blythe game was scheduled for the Solihull FA Cup weekend. So Blythe have to make the six hour trek down to Herefordshire on a Tuesday night, which will be lovely for Blythe in the middle of November or December. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I'd be horrible. I, I just thinking about that, especially imagine if it was the other way around, like going up there on a Tuesday night, Ben. That wouldn't be fun. We had to go there during COVID last year, didn't we? And, oh, blimey! Um, I had to, obviously there was um, no service stations open or anything, so it was a fact of like take your fat lunch, all your food that you need for the day was just in the car and stopping lay bys for the toilet. That was all. 
and uh, six hours of it each way. So 12 hours in the car. And I sat on one Saturday. That was uh, yeah, lovely, lovely trip to Blythe last season. <laughs> yeah, you bet you can't wait for this time as well. Blythe <laughs> <laughs> always lovely. No, it's a little, like it's a nice place to go. Blythe. It's when once you're there, they're lovely people, and they'll do anything. Um, and they're not one of they're one of the nicest northeast sides um, to visit. So yeah, no, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, you get put in the northern team, you you expect long away trips to the north east or back back in the nowhere of england <laughs> yeah it does feel like that at times but yeah no lo- lovely people apply when you eventually make the trip there as well worth a weekend to newcastle and um they are probably the in my in my humble opinion the the friendliest of the the northeast sides that they are nice of life the the uh the joys of the vanarama north mate that's exactly it um but- the kidderminster get put in the southern draw for the yeah. FA Cup and avoid all the big hitters in the northern side and um and Hereford get put in the north. I mean Let's get a map at the <laughs> FA. <I> mean, <laughs> is Kidderminster more north than Herefordshire? Just look at it, FA. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But now on to my favourite segment of the week. We're on to the fantasy league. And it's been a positive week, despite me only getting 51 points. I moved up into 19th, which is, you know, upper, upper mid-table. Um, Catalan Derby, Ian Schimmel got 35 points, but he's still leading on 478. And uh, just a bit of a scroll down. Ben, you're up to 70th. You're up to 70th. Oh, dear. I'm flying now because Mo Salah's captain. He's tearing the Premier League apart. Yeah, Mo Salah actually was your only player who scored more than two points this weekend. Um, which was uh, so you know what that's fair enough um, and myself of course Mo Salah 26 out of my 51 points but Son as well picked up 10 uh, hopefully I can continue moving up but I did use my free hit last week which means I completely change it for one week and then it goes back to my old team so that's not going to be fun when I have all those injuries to, to deal with but uh, yeah uh, Ben I want, a, I want a cheeky prediction because we've got an international break this week uh, in the Premier League Um do you think, you know, go, going into the international break, you, you're going to be revitalised for the for the next fantasy league era? Are you going to be, you know, si- but when the next international break comes along, what position are you going to be in? I want your prediction. 65th. 65th. <laughs> That's so <laughs> modern. Five places. <laughs> I was expecting, oh, you know, I'll be in the top 40. No, 65th, because you got to- As long as I'm not on the bottom and I might look at it. I might actually look at it before the <laughs> during the international break. I might look at my team, and then I might have more play, more, more players scoring points than just Salah every week. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everyone in the fantasy league, mate. To be honest, um, but yeah, um, thank thank you once more for uh, coming on and listening to uh, Ballscast. We're available on all podcast platforms, so uh, you may as well go and check us out on Apple, Spotify, Castbox, anything you want. Really, when we're we're here, we're around, um, and yeah. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. Um, And I'm sure Ben will hopefully see you from his office. (laughs) (laughs) Catch you in the next one.